Welcome to Extended Clip, episode 17. I'm one of your hosts, Joker. I'm Joker. <laughs> I'm also Joker. <laughs> and today we are going to be talking about two films, uh, Joker, 2019 by Todd Phillips. And our B-movie today is, well, it looks like it's Joker by Todd Phillips, Whoa. 2019. What happened to the other movie? That's a crazy mix-up. Yeah. You see, over here at the Jean-Luc Godard Chris Kyle Studios, once in a while, we like to introduce a little chaos. <laughs> if we learned anything from the movie. It's that? <laughs> it's, it's chaos? Okay, chaos? I don't know. I don't think that's the one. What What is the lesson of Joker? If we could break it down, what do you think that would be? Damn, this, this is a tough question. <laughs> to be. It's about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. um, it's about how... It's a leftist film about how institutions have failed us <laughs> and now the media mocks basically mocks you says you're you're basically a fucking shit and that like like late night hosts just pretty much laugh directly at your face you know and maybe it's time to uprise I think that's that's the message I got from the movie I however am on the opposite side yeah. this is a very uh, reactionary pro incel film mm-hmm. I could see people rising up amongst us it was terrifying to be in that audience <laughs> yeah I, on second thought like i j- this, this they really shouldn't show this in theaters <laughs> you know you have your far left host in malcolm and your you know reactionary host in jt yeah and uh, you know i come i come in the middle i, I like to reach uh, across both sides of the aisle you're kind of both like, hands you're the joker you're not political <laughs> yeah i i don't believe in anything as the joker says yeah but, okay, so this is a film that teaches you that, Ooh. look, these rich guys, they're crazy. We get it, yeah. But uh, have you seen these Antifa guys? True. They're also crazy. They're clowns. <laughs> and they can't stop clowning around. <laughs> and doing terrorism. Terrorism, yeah. I mean, they're killing cops on subways and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, look, Extended Clip is all for killing cops and harming them. But <laughs> you have to go about it. In a more sensible way. And True. with a more clear political message. Yeah. And that's our episode. <laughs> yeah. no, so uh, Todd Phillips as a director, yeah. let's talk about it. He's made a lot of trash. Uh, this is, if you're listening for the first time, because this is a uh, very clickbaity episode. Yeah. And I assume we'll have new listeners. I guess we're something of auteurists. So we'll look at Todd Phillips <laughs> yeah. as he is an auteur. Yeah. yeah. As someone who has War Dogs as rated three stars on Letterboxd, I'm definitely the biggest Todd I was going to call him Todd Stearns. Todd Phillips, <laughs> auteurist here. I tried not calling him Todd Solons, like in the car on the way back. That's how twisted this movie Damn, is. Damn, yeah. Have you seen those Todd Solons movies? Those kids are like, you know, doing cum and stuff like that. So that's kind of mm. like the Joker. Yeah, but I don't see Joker doesn't come at all in this movie. <laughs> there true. should be more coming. Yeah. I, yeah. So there's a fake out sex scene. I mean, come on. That's just, yeah. That, I mean, talk well, about incel. Was it, I mean, I guess, yeah, he just, like, stormed in her door? No, whatever. there's, well, yeah, there's the one when he just walks in her door and just yeah. <laughs> starts making out with her, but yeah. then it's revealed that that was not real. Well, yeah, yeah, that's... Not the, to get right into uh, the spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Spoilers, yeah. So, if you're listening to this... Fuck you. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. We hold our audience <laughs> in contempt. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I just can't stop staring at Malcolm's shirt. It's a Deadpool <laughs> shirt that says, I'm sorry, did I offend you? And, you know, 
That's There's been a ban on like Joker makeup at Joker screening, so the next best thing was to represent yeah. the other chaotic clown prince yeah. of the comic book world, Sir Deadpool. <laughs> Sir Deadpool. <laughs> Me and JT were talking <laughs> off mic about the Joker and Deadpool, <laughs> and JT said something so insightful that I want him to repeat it on the podcast. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> I the reason this uh, that the Joker is better than Deadpool is because he was already in the zeitgeist. He's just there. He's um he he captured it authentically. Deadpool had to force his way in. Yeah. Here's the difference. Oh, okay. Joker lives in a society. Deadpool lives in a movie and he knows it's a movie. <laughs> and that's what makes him so epic. <laughs> Damn. I'm seeing I'm seeing both sides of the issue now. There's a lot, <laughs> a lot of good points being brought up here. Um, write into extendedclip at gmail.com. <laughs> Who's That's not the address. <laughs> <laughs> write into extendedclippodcast at gmail.com. Who's better, Joker or Deadpool? <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I'm going to love the new fans <laughs> we're getting this year. We won't read anything True. under three paragraphs. Also, I wanted to say to the new fans, the Joker fans out there, that they um, there's not going to be a lot of movies made like this anymore. They're going to silence voices like this. And maybe Todd Phillips was onto something to where, you know, you can't really make you can't really be funny anymore. Yeah, because of woke culture. So Todd Phillips, he said that he left comedy because of woke culture and you're not allowed to be funny anymore. He hasn't made a straight up drama or genre piece since he quote unquote left comedy, right? Like War Dogs is like a action comedy, right? Yeah. It's it, it it's had a lot that. of Jonah Hill freaking out going, whoa, whoa, what are we going to do? Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like Michael Bay style humor. If that makes sense. So it's not straight up then? It's not straight up. Because Michael Bay is funny. Michael Bay is funny some, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes he's a little cruel. But yeah. yeah. No, Maybe I, that's why he's funny. I, Damn. Uh, I can't get on board with <laughs> the, uh, the Michael Bay autourism train is one what? that I'm not aboard. Yeah. Pain and Gain? And I love trains, but that is one that I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, dude, I'll run. I haven't that. seen Pain and Gain, though. <laughs> I will I'll, run, 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 I'll run that train, dude. I'll run that Michael Bay autourism train. <laughs> oh, <laughs> conductor status. So he's no Michael Bay, as we've uh, noted, and he really isn't in terms no. of action. At least Bay makes like crazy weird action that's interesting to look mm-hmm. at. Uh, but this is just like not very accomplished at all. He makes the same directorial choices as a lot of film students, and it's not a coincidence that his best movie was made as a film student. Uh, hated Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies, the documentary he made on underground icon Gigi Allen as a film student. And uh, he hasn't really formally progressed since then. He's just gotten mm-hmm. bigger budgets and more like good actors to be in his movies to do big acting. Yeah, and if there's one thing that he learned from his time with Gigi Allen is that uh, transgression is powerful. And, you know, we see that a lot in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just like when he filmed Gigi Allen rolling in his own shit to bite it, you scum, is uh, when Joker's dancing on the stairs to that one sports song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Seven Nation Army. I love when he danced. <laughs> when he danced to Seven Nation Army, that was so sick. Oh, oh man, with yeah. Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another thing. The needle drops—they're a bit much. They're um. The theater we went to tonight to see Joker, and we did go, you know, 6 o'clock p.m. Thursday night, opening Mm -hmm. night. Same one, I saw Suicide Squad, a Thursday night screening just like that. And uh, a lot of same energy there with the uh, the needle drops. Very similar there. They got their money's worth uh, of That's Life by Frank Sinatra. They played that like maybe like three or four times. Yeah. uh, And just like 
all of them were just like the most like ham fisted over the top. Like this is the point we're making kind of like Mm -hmm. choices. Yeah. This is a movie that lacks subtlety. Um, completely i don't yeah. know there's just nothing subtle about it i guess and i think we kind of expected that going in now i guess so yeah like, i guess we kind of expected to laugh at this right <laughs> like it's kind of it's yeah ridiculous I, mean, I didn't think it was going to be a good movie but mm-hmm. i didn't think it was going to be this like type of object true yeah uh, because it has the gloss and uh the sheen that is so passable for like a visually competent film but mm-hmm. Phillips is really just like a deer in the headlights formally here. He does. He's just like grabbing from the Marty uh, trick bag once in a while. Just like, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I guess I'll do the handheld uh, long tracking shot here. I yeah. guess film school arbitrary. Just thinking back like, oh, you know what? If I show Joker killing his mom, the way to make it art is to have a lens flare uh, cover his yeah. face the entire time. You know, he's been doing the lens flare shit since The Hangover. He mm-hmm. he really indulged in that movie, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's a stupid movie that he's just trying to make watchable. This is supposed to be art. Yeah, and maybe that's the biggest crime this movie offends is just that it's, like, it exists. And it's, like, a Joker origin story. Like, one of the worst aspects of this besides, like, the I think, yeah, it's really kind of formally drags. But, like, there's, there's too much, like, world... Not world building, but, uh like fan service to the Batman uh, story or whatever that just, how could you take this seriously? Yeah. For a movie that's so founded upon, like let's do a movie in a comic book universe that doesn't have superheroes and it's real people and it's realistic. There's at least 25 minutes dedicated to the lore of Batman, which at this point who gives a shit? Yeah. Lore was the word I was looking for. Yeah. Who gives a shit about any lore of any extended (laughs) universe of an, intellectual property <laughs> that shit is all stupid yeah extended clip hates that shit <laughs> we, we hate lore, lore. <laughs> fuck lore <laughs> we'll never talk about lord of the rings we'll no not, yeah no that shit is just like, or any fantasy movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> other than your highness which we've already oh, talked yeah. about so whatever it's done yeah don't remember that yeah. but <laughs> yeah i just feel like the formal flourishes just feel so empty because it's like unlike the movies that it's aping it's not really saying like anything like it's trying really hard to feel edgy without ever like doing anything that like i didn't anticipate from it so i think everyone listening kind of knows the basic premise of this movie uh joaquin phoenix is the joker and uh, (laughs) that's all you need to know (laughs) Tickets sold. <laughs> the most twisted character in the fictional canon. Uh, and he is a clown, and it's, you know, down and dirty and gritty, and he wants to be a stand-up comedian. And uh, the film very quickly explains that he has a mental disability that causes him to laugh, which is, you know, a classic origin story that, you know, those comic book origin stories, oh, they're just for babies. You know, I'm going to make a real movie where uh, he just, like, he's the joker because he has a mental illness that makes him laugh yeah because that's just like mature and like a really good way to handle (laughs) mental illness in a character yeah he's just mentally ill in a variety of very vague ways Mm -hmm. that just like feel i don't know i mean like obviously i didn't anticipate this like treating mental illness (laughs) and like (laughs) like oh what i would be stunned by the portrayal but it's just so sloppy where it's like i don't like uh, you never really get like a, a complete sense of just how coherent he is or mm-hmm. not. 
Yeah, and he's like, it's yeah, it's so vague. He's like, he's on seven different medications yeah. or whatever, and it's just, yeah. He constantly is writing my mental illness in his diary, <laughs> and oh boy, when we see the Joker's diary, yeah. it is as twisted as you would imagine. He should just oh, be yeah. posting on Twitter about I these was, things. I was gonna say it's like another one of these fake depressed Twitter people. <laughs> <laughs> I was, dude, that's straight up what I was gonna say. Is yeah. all I could remember is uh, that guy on Twitter, the Kyle Plant emoji, yes. <laughs> who someone did like a compilation of like they just like searched his account for the word depression, and it's all just like quirky jokes about being uh about having epic depression yeah <laughs> not not to digress but there's also a great photo of him with him and his girlfriend it's like happy bi visibility day i might be bi i don't really know i've never been comfortable with the term and anything like that but my girlfriend's bi and she's great she's like the best person i've ever known that guy rules happy bi visibility day. <laughs> sorry for getting into <laughs> deep twitter yeah. lore if yeah you i was will. gonna say <laughs> yeah fuck the joker supports bi visibility day <laughs> The Joker finds the spectrum of sexuality <laughs> to be pure chaos. <laughs> no, so let's talk about the Joker's sex life uh, because this is like touted as the incel film, right? That was yeah. the whole thing going into it is it's the incel movie. The this incel. is where the incels are going to rise up. Yeah, oh, they're going to kill. I hope they don't kill anyone at this movie theater. I hope no incels kill anyone at this movie. Just 20, he- 20 different publications. Like, yeah. this, you know, I don't. It could be a shooting here. I don't know. In terms of his involuntary celibacy, uh, <laughs> as it were, he forms a relationship with his neighbor over really just like, oh my God, just the Joker doing 500 days of summer in the <laughs> elevator with her. Just like he does the taxi driver thing where he pretends to shoot his head off yeah. and they, they both do it at each other. And that's like their cutesy joke, yeah. which is just like in 500 days of summer where it's like, do you listen to the Smiths? <laughs> yeah. Any, any like moment in a movie where like characters bond in an elevator trip just come on yeah it's get bad. over it it's bad <laughs> don't talk in the elevator <laughs> it's just like he has this long like relationship with her that ultimately winds up to be a fantasy as we previously uh stated but it's just i think the most frustrating part especially is something like touted as like an incel movie is not he's like not even like he doesn't even appear to be like sexually frustrated True. or yeah. like horny. There's no none of that. He doesn't jack it, off. Yeah, no. that's, that's. I hate to say it. That's like the mo. That's the key thing. Unless he's yeah. a nofap guy, no. but he would have talked about it. Yeah, but like he doesn't. There's no sexual desire or like any aspect of that character or even like any real like the romantic relationship just sort of feels like it's like filling a the void of a relationship. And yeah, it never touches on like the the particular romantic side of alienation that it like feels like it or it thinks it's commenting on. And it's great because her character is just like totally shoved aside and just like appears throughout the movie. Uh, And it's just the perfect excuse when we learn that she wasn't actually there just mm-hmm. like the other Phoenix film. Uh, you were never really here, which this film does borrow from. We'll get yeah. to that. Taxi driver. Yeah. (laughs) No, but when you find out that it's all been a a sixth sense style fake out and you go back through those locations and see that she wasn't actually there, it's just like that's such an easy excuse for her character just being a fucking nothing entity, Mm -hmm. just completely underwritten, not there at all. Her only trait is that she has a child and like thinks it's funny and cute when Joker does the thing where he wants to shoot himself. Yeah. And that she wants to go see him do comedy. 
Yeah, that's the moment I knew it was fake. No <laughs> woman has ever wanted to go to like a strange man's like yeah. stand-up set. <laughs> this cool suicidal guy. <laughs> so when he does the stand-up set, uh, and we're gonna not really go through the plot of this movie because it's a very basic, just like origin story, and you know he uh, dances. He, fa- he faces tragedy. He gets fired from his job because a gun. He has a gun to protect himself, Death Wish style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's another thing we really got to get to it this is just a hall of references really it's just there's nothing original in this movie everything is taken from something else whether it's highbrow or lowbrow which mm-hmm. extended clip we love that shit. yeah joker's got us covered on all bases here. yeah if you're pairing death wish 3 with the king of comedy you should be giving me a good movie however this is a stupid superhero movie for babies yeah <laughs> that yeah. uses those movies as like a guiding light stylistically mm-hmm. and like tonally and uh, like the moments where it's like re- like really referencing and like leaning into like throwing cinema in there like the charlie chaplin modern times <laughs> the blowout stuff just oh feels so God. like arbitrary like it's yeah. like Im- important movies reference movies and so that's what we're gonna like give in this very empty way he here. really wants the oscar he's going for it yeah. big time like uh i almost said solons again <laughs> phillips is going for it big time and he's going for it for joaquin too yeah. i don't know how joaquin also feels like it's just reproductions of his old performances you know the early scenes where he's with the psychiatrist it's just like Phillips is telling him to do the master. It's mm-hmm. like the interrogation scene with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, which is, you know, one of the greatest acting displays of this decade, in my opinion. And that's a very basic opinion that you'll see on any movie forum. But uh, it's, it's just nothing in this movie. It's mm-hmm. just a plastic, fake, artificial reproduction. Yeah. It's a copy of a copy of a copy because when he's imitating Paul Thomas Anderson, imitating Martin Scorsese, and he's also (laughs) imitating Martin Scorsese, it just becomes so diluted that it's just nothing. And Phillips just doesn't have like a formal instinct in his body. He just like knows what movies look like, kind of. (laughs) Dude, this Phillips guy, he has no formal direction, no thematic coherence. It's almost like he believes in nothing. It's almost (laughs) like he's not an auteur. Yeah. And the Joker makes sure to let the audience know that he believes in nothing. This yeah. is not a political thing, you know. Yeah, this is. Not, hey, I'm not. I'm not a political guy at all. Yeah. So after Joker gets fired, you know, he starts doing Joker stuff. He goes bad. <laughs> uh, he kills some Wall Street guys on a subway because they were harassing a woman. Yeah, leftist. Like, hey, you write that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, on paper. Bernie bro. Bernie bro. DSA guy goes mad. <laughs> His Joker's just another brochelist. <laughs> but like, oh, one of the funniest like headlines that was um uh that was after he shot the three uh like Wall Street guys was kill the rich, and then the sub headline was a new movement. <laughs> <laughs> it's now the very basic comparison that every like I guess politically minded film critic even in the slightest has thought about in terms of the Nolan Batman movies and their relationship to Occupy Wall Street and the extremely reactionary politics of those movies. Mm -hmm. This one is just saying that like the other side started it first kind of like, (laughs) I don't know. It's just, or maybe it's the same thing in a cycle. That's what it's saying Mm -hmm. is that, you know, it happened once and it's going to happen again. Yeah. Uh, But I I don't know. It's so stupid. And like, yeah. And it like, uh, at first, these things start as like protests, and they like evolve into riots. And it's kind of like Phillips making a commentary there, like yeah. all this 
all this protesting it's all chaotic it's all madness yeah you know? he thinks that the uh he thinks that antifa is joker <laughs> yeah and joker gets arrested at the end of the movie so mm-hmm. what do you think that means <laughs> it's just like so demeaning in the representation of that like type mm-hmm. of like populist movement because mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah people are just fucking stupid enough to follow this man who just like who just dresses like to the clown stuff like that like would take on in like a <laughs> wide movement yeah, like that true, yeah. because there's no way todd phillips didn't vote for trump like he's definitely a right wing guy. Even if he says he's, if someone wants to fucking send me an interview where he says he vo- <laughs> he reluctantly voted for Hillary or whatever he said, uh, no, he he's definitely a far right wing guy, just like Michael Bay, who we mentioned earlier. Yeah, doesn't and, have the chops like Bay though. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, he doesn't have the formal chops. Yeah. People thought he had the comedic chops just because he yeah. invented a uh, paging Doctor F word, but, <laughs> and we don't say that word on yeah. extended clip. Oh uh, yeah, I was about to like. I guess we both kind of went like, huh? Like, I was about to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, extended clip remembers the classics, but not that. <laughs> way. Yeah. I watched the TBS version of old school. <laughs> yeah. right? I didn't hear that. It just like in the end with again relating to the bullshit Batman lore of this it, when it just like tips its hand to being like we like rich people are actually really good is when the the how sad it plays uh, Bruce Wayne's parents getting killed yeah. as like a oh this movement can is really going to go too far and kill these kindly rich parents. And the most offensive part of that sequence is that he's having his blowout moment. That's when it happens. It's you see the theater marquee is for Blowout and another movie that I don't completely remember the name of, but it was like some Zorro type movie. But then it goes into slow motion and the melodramatic music swells up and you're following a blonde woman <laughs> amidst like these riots that you know when the noise just drowned out, it kind of looks like the fireworks and the parade at the end of Blowout. And it's just like the most disgusting. Like I find that more offensive than the taxi driver uh, <laughs> and King of Comedy stuff. To be honest, even though I don't know if it's more offensive than the King of Comedy stuff, where you know that was so geniusly done by Martin Scorsese. Uh-huh. And then in this, it's just a dream sequence where he's on the show. It's like okay, yeah. And like to speak to like where it like says rich people is good is that it ultimately uh, what's his name Thomas Wayne or whatever. He's right about like his mother, his ter- his like his hysterical mother, and basically like like Joaquin Phoenix was in the wrong to like ever approach him or even like think about him in that yeah. way. So, but I think the fact that we're even considering the morals of this yeah. movie is like giving it too much credit because it's so fucking stupid. Yeah, it's a lot of like slow motion dance scenes. Yeah, so, that's about eighty yeah. percent of the movies. The Joker doing Tai Chi set yeah. to like uh, that's life or something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it this crazy man beautiful? Yeah, <laughs> look at <laughs> representation of crazy men's bodies <laughs> how they wither in the wind. And to speak on the body movements, yeah, the the dancing is so bad. He's just dancing throughout most of this movie to these very on-the-nose needle drops that are just... I know he's trying to do an art thing. Like, he's <laughs> it's so ser- self-serious. And as the Joker said, why so serious, Todd Phillips? True, this is Todd Phillips' uh, climax. I'm, oh, the Gaspar? The Gaspar, no. I, yeah, I'm just trying to think of some Ehrlichian type more like combos. Gaspar no thanks yeah mo- most uh more like Gaspar no how because that guy knows how to make a movie <laughs> <laughs> so back to Todd Phillips's opus um <laughs> what do we think in Oscars wise though do you think it'll actually like 
because so far reviews have been pretty good. Didn't it win a, a People's Award at TIFF or something like that? I don't oh, know. People like it so far, It won right? the Venice Film Festival. Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah. dude. Yeah, and so then Polanski got second place. Damn, dude. <laughs> that's like a... that. See, that would imply that this movie would be way more edgy than it yeah, is. Yeah, I know. This yeah. movie is not really... And that's why I think it's bound for Oscar gold. <laughs> is that it's not quite triggering the libs in the way that you may have been led to believe. No, there's. I'd say there's not too much lib triggering. Yeah, yeah. But there's all. also not any conservative triggering either, because yeah. as we said, nothing. The, the Joker doesn't believe in politics. Yeah. So yeah, as this movement is uh, sprouting out of the Joker's murders, because he killed three Wall Street guys, and people took that as a symbol to eat the rich, uh, as they should. But they did it wrong because they're admiring Joker, who's bad. <laughs> <laughs> These anarchists. <laughs> Joker had a DSA meeting standing up for what's right. I don't know what he'd stand up for. But. No, Joker is far too chaotic for the DSA. Yeah. Um, Banned he, from the DSA. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Joker, like myself, you know, he, he sees both sides of the issue. <laughs> no, Joker, yeah, he... Um, he starts a movement on accident and he's very proud of himself for doing so. And at the same time, he also went viral trying True. to do comedy. He, uh, he had his Birdman moment where instead of going viral because it's a period piece, he ends up on the talk show that he wanted to be. It's like the stupidest coincidence ever. Yeah. All of the coincidences and happenstances in this movie are just straight up dog shit. Like, as a screenwriter, you got to go back to school here, Phillips. <laughs> you got to save the cat. And, uh, like, honestly. Oh, no, he does save it. Yeah. He saves the shit out of the cat. That's, like, all of, like, Joker getting beat up for the first 15 True. minutes is him saving a cat, basically. Yeah, well, he's got to mm-hmm. save it better. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, like, even, yeah, if, like, since, like, the whole girlfriend thing is fake, like, it feels like the fucking talk show shit should be, like, fake, too. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. like, there's nothing. Well, they do the fake out yeah. at first, just like oh, how De Niro yeah. was in his basement, and then he oh, has the yeah. fantasy at the restaurant in King of Comedy. He does that where it's just the dream sequence of mm-hmm. De Niro singling him out from the audience, and he has his yeah. moment in the sun, and it's it's not as embarrassing as it should be. It's yeah. not that it's just funny. Stilt- it's stilted at just, most. Yeah, yeah. it's it's... I think it was supposed to be inspirational. Pretty, like fucking atrocious. Like, like people yeah. were enjoying it. Yeah. I don't know. I I had a lot of Real fun talk. gauging the audience's reactions. Uh, not to be above people, but I was. <laughs> but we are. Yeah. yeah, but we're better than the people that like this movie. Exactly. Look, when you go to a movie theater, the closer you are to the screen, the lower you are. <laughs> so, <laughs> gotta sit high up, look down on all the plebs. Uh, we were actually sitting kind of close, but the people in front of us were very dynamic in their reactions there was one young teen uh filming the end of the movie for snapchat uh that was pretty awesome Mm -hmm. there was the guy in front of me who gave me the turnaround uh (laughs) when i gasped out loud (laughs) at mark maron's appearance on screen (laughs) he was not a fan of my audible reaction yeah he was on his phone a lot so maybe maybe he should put his phone away yeah (laughs) Anyway, Mark Maron's in this movie, and he's definitely doing the big acting. Uh, him yeah. and De Niro side by side, just a yeah. mug contest. And yeah. De Niro's got years of experience <laughs> on him, so who do you yeah. think wins? Yeah, uh, Joker, who are your guys? Who are your men? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! How fucking long do you think Mark Maron's going to talk about sharing a scene with De Niro oh on his podcast? Now that like god. the movie's out and he can fully talk about yeah, it. Yeah, he doesn't like Marvel movies. He likes re- he's more of a DC EU mm-hmm. fan. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so hard because I I feel for him. You know, he's mm-hmm. just he's he's a fellow podcaster. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but okay. he's like the uh, he's like he's like the Thomas Wayne of podcasting. You know, he 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 has the <laughs> empire. True. He had Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah. You know? So we're the Jokers yeah. of the podcast, and I'm gonna kill his parents. <laughs> <laughs> or no, I'm gonna or no, no his uh, no, no, his no, son. No. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, or I'm gonna allegedly. Or no, I'm gonna kill him and his wife. <laughs> I don't think that's how the plot works. <laughs> I think you got it confused a little bit. But I really did. This it is took a legend. Me. Yeah, well, allegedly. It is a legend, but it's also allegedly. Allegedly. But it's, this is kind of legendary. <laughs> <laughs> Plotting to kill Mark Merritt. Uh, legend. Wait for it. Dairy. <laughs> when Joker hit the nana. Oh my god, dude. All the epic Joker memes are going to be so win. <laughs> it's gonna. It's a new era of Joker memes, so I hope everyone buckles in. He does say that we live in a society at one point. Towards mm-hmm. the, he said, "I'm yeah. the product of a society," uh, and that was pretty cool. We we all had a laugh at that. Yeah, <laughs> remember that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to in the Joker's crazy notebook. Um, the best thing he has written is, uh, is it sexy jokes are always funny? Yeah. yeah. Always is spelled A-L-W-A-Z-E because like it's the smart director he is. Todd Phillips makes sure to let the viewer know that the Joker cannot write or read, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, he's messed up. Cause he, he saw Suicide Squad and bit that from that movie. Yeah. So <laughs> In terms of all of the references we've made to other movies, because this movie is just full of that, I think if we were to really put together the concoction of what makes up this movie, I would say that the extent to which it's a taxi driver ripoff, I would say is like the scenery, the New York stuff, yeah. uh, and then like three scenes from Taxi Driver, really. Yeah. Like the, one of the spurts of violence, maybe. Uh, and then really just the scenes where he's alone in his apartment, like talking to himself and stuff. Yeah. And those scenes are so sloppily reenacted here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like 20% tax driver. Then I would say like 20% suicide squad just for the aesthetic of it alone. The digital cinematography that is so glossy and like pretending to be good. And on your nice HDTV with motion smoothing on, it looks just like Scorsese. What do you know? You know, <laughs> uh, and it just looks like absolute shit. And it seems like half of the budget is just for the needle drops. True. And then the king of comedy elements are just right there on screen. Yeah. That's like the rest of it. I mean, it literally just takes yeah. from it like plot points. Yeah, yeah. it's really bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm glad Scorsese made a lot of money off of this movie, or I hope he did. Yeah, you know, I guess I don't need to see The Irishman now. I already saw the joke. <laughs> I already saw a Scorsese movie this year. <laughs> yeah, Joker is my favorite Scorsese movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I It's hard to talk about this movie and take it seriously at all because it really just is such like a flaccid object. It's mm-hmm. not really punching in any direction. It's saying that... You know, the Joker is bad, which we all knew, and mm-hmm. chaos is actually kind of messed up. So uh, maybe you shouldn't go so crazy in the streets, yeah. even if it's in your human nature to want to uh, kill rich people, you know, and that shit is whack. And just like the Nolan movies were fucking whack, there will probably never be another good superhero movie. I uh, can't remember the last one. Probably a Burton Batman or something like that. That's definitely yeah. A I kind of like returns. I kind of like Venom. I'm kind of on that trend. But damn, well, yeah. that's kind of like you're operating on a couple different levels. Well, of irony yeah, there. exactly. I mean, if you want like you actually, are wearing a Deadpool actually, shirt, actually, <laughs> <laughs> probably Deadpool too. 
<laughs> That's probably the last good superhero movie. Uh, I didn't see. I didn't. See oh, you didn't see it. Two Deadpool. Two Deadpool. Mm-hmm. You should catch it. You should watch it. See if I were Deadpool, I'd make a joke about. Yeah, I'll catch that. Uh, unlike I caught gonorrhea. <laughs> Because he makes dirty True. jokes. True. You were talking about Joker by visibility. Isn't Deadpool by? Deadpool is by. Well, I know he wants to fuck himself. He thinks he's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's epic. <laughs> it's so epic being well, sexy. Well, I mean, the Joker is pretty body positive, too. He thinks he's pretty, like, with all the, oh like, God, naked. The body. Yeah, this he's is... feeling himself. <laughs> that's Hot the... girl summer. Joker, Joker low-key nasty with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might be real thin, but he is low key thick with it. Like, <laughs> so yeah, that's another kind of Oscar bait thing in this movie is the bodily transformation of Joaquin Phoenix. Here he gets very skinny and scrawny, and you can see his back uh, bone, like his vertebrae, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Todd Phillips cannot resist just shooting the shit out of his extremely bony body to make sure everyone knows how committed he was to this extremely important and artistic role. <laughs> Those Oscar voters, they love their anatomy. They love seeing uh, bones and they stuff like that. They love it, man. Christian Bale. Or, or nice flaps of fat. It's either nice <laughs> flaps of fat or nice bones sticking out. <laughs> man, you ca- oh, God. I, I guess I got to update my Oscar predictions. This is going to win everything. Clean sweep, twelve Oscars breaking the record. Honestly, if if they clown pill the Oscars, <laughs> we're done for. It's just crazy that people are buying this one as opposed to Suicide Squad, just because it's like, oh well, we're gonna make this look like something you should mm-hmm. like. Yeah, and by the way, Venice Film Festival, uh, started by Mussolini, much <laughs> uh, yeah. the great the the prize for the best Italian film for the first twelve years was the Mussolini Cup. So <laughs> that's who Joker's up there with. Yeah, uh, and also the Green Ray. I think the Green Ray won in '86. Oh damn! Well, never mind then. Uh, <laughs> no, we got a lot of Green Ray heads out yeah. there listening. Our OG fans, not these new fair-weather Joker queens. <laughs> yeah, these joke these these guys are kind of clowns themselves. I'm kind of taking the Thomas Wayne position here. Wait, did did Todd Phillips say he he was interviewed where he said something about Ackerman recently, right? Oh yeah, that... he said something about Chantal Ackerman, and like, yeah, oh, yeah. he has cred. Like, it's just something you have to get over. Yeah, like no. yeah. He, he's a shitty filmmaker, but he was there. He made the Gigi Allen movie. He founded the New York Underground Film Festival. Uh, he's like, he has his cred. Yeah, yeah no. I hate all those people gatekeeping Todd Phillips from Chantal Ackerman. You better <laughs> cut it the fuck out. That's all I gotta say, <laughs> dude. In an epic clapback, Chantal <laughs> Ackerman absolutely dog walked Todd Phillips <laughs> <laughs> from the grave. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. to like one of the actual goats, though. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. So Phillips, like, he he sucks as a filmmaker, but like, it's hard to you know, it's hard to hate him. He's a lovable guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's very easy to hate him. He's a Michael Bay of comedy. Yeah. And he's a piece of shit. And the Hangover movies are just absolutely dreadful. And uh, Bradley Cooper produced this. Oh uh, yeah, this here movie. He, it's Martin Scorsese, Bradley Cooper, and Todd Phillips. Man, what a trio! You can't get any holier than that. Yeah, true. I'd you know, would you take a hundred thousand dollars or just a dinner with all three of those guys? <laughs> dinner with Jay Z. <laughs> dinner with Jay Z. <laughs> you learn so much. You know, you get that back tenfold. Dude, imagine dinner with B Coops though. Like, B Coops. That that'd be he's pretty. He's making sick. moves. Yeah, dude. 
Honestly, I, I fuck with Bradley Cooper. Honestly, I was thinking earlier today when we were watching the film that we'll talk about for next week's episode that Brad Pitt is like the best movie star. Give it another 10 years. B. Coops, if he makes the right Damn. moves. Nah, he won't be that good. Yeah. But he'll be. Ve- he, he, if he makes yeah. the right moves, he could be I up could, there. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. True. Star is born was good. Yeah, big fan. I, he needs to make more burnts though, like more <laughs> and more, more alohas. More alo- Oh my god! Don't don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen aloha. I just yeah. know that it's a uh, an auteurist object. Yeah. of note, an oddity. Yeah, <laughs> a curio. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of curios, if you're curious about extended clip and you want to ask us a question, you can always email us at uh, extendedclippodcast at gmail dot com. But we don't have any emails this week, so Damn. fuck Damn. that. But we did skip ahead to emails before doing our favorite segment, the extended clip rating segment, <laughs> which oh. we yeah, referred to as a segment. We usually just do it when we're talking about mm-hmm. it. So, how do you guys feel? How many bullets are we yeah. giving to the yeah. Joker? Well, for bullets. yeah, for new listeners to the show, we rate the uh, films on a scale of one to five bullets because mm-hmm. we're gun advocates. Yeah, um, unironic two A guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big Iro- two two A, and I'll give two bullets <laughs> to this film. <laughs> this this uh, piece of cinema, <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, the two bullets that the Joker gave uh, Bobby De Niro. Yep, spoilers. <laughs> Um, Joker dies at the end of this movie. <laughs> um, I give it uh, one and a half bullets. I was gonna give it one bullet, but then I remembered that Joker dancing is just absolute epic win. So yeah. one and a half bullets. Yeah. To say something positive about this movie, which we haven't said one positive thing. <laughs> let's look at the bright side, boys. Um, it is a relentlessly like ugly movie. Just in like, and sometimes it's kind of it doesn't pull it off. You know what I mean? And it's not being. But it's to take trying seriously. to be beautiful. It's trying to be beautiful. All the lens flares that he's hitting are like every so fucking no, trying I'm, to be beautiful. I guess not visually beautiful. Yeah. Just everything ugly is in terms of content. Everything is ugly in terms of content. And for a lot of people, they might not see a movie this ugly again for a while. You know, so but yeah, it sucks. It's like it's <laughs> it's really bad. Like it's it's not good. You know what? I just thought about the lens flares again. <laughs> and then I just thought about like the scene on the staircase where he's dancing to the sports song. So bad. And like You about a half it? Oh yeah, for sure. Now I gotta I gotta knock it down a half and I'm just giving this one bullet straight to the dome. <laughs> Rip. Well, with our Joker talk being wrapped up. Pretty low average score. That might be our lowest average score since like Crackers. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely that movie we dislike the most. Maybe because it's so zeitgeist. I think that's part of it. Or tune in next week and there will be one that's also equally detestable. Hey. Just kidding. One of us likes it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't change your dial, folks. (laughs) Coming up next. (laughs) You should just listen to the same episode of Extended Clip until we release the next one. Mm -hmm. That's what I do with all my favorite (laughs) podcasts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all my favorite podcasts, let me list them. One, Extended Clip. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That's all, folks. That's what the Joker should have... That's how the movie should (laughs) have ended. The Joker... Instead of him fucking painfully singing That's Life into camera. Oh, my God. God, that's the <laughs> ending of the movie. That was one of the most cringe things ever. That's like the type of shit they would slow down and put in the trailer, you yeah. know? And then you're like, well, the movie won't be that corny. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, honestly, it's, maybe it's a word that I, I kind of don't like to use, but it, like Joker Joker was mad cringe. Yo, Joker posted <laughs> cringe on the cinematic timeline. <laughs> so did you guys watch anything else of note this week? 
Yeah, I watched The Naked Kiss, which is like, if you want Todd Phillips, you want to see a real movie, you want to see something that's really transgressive, uh, Naked Kiss is, it's pretty, like an explosive movie. And it kind of like, I've watched a lot, a good amount of Fuller before, and like, I feel like this kind of matches the tone of Shot Corridor or something, one of my favorites. Yeah, I Ooh. fuck with Fuller Heavy, yeah. and those two just go hard. They, those are Those are the ones where I feel like he's really going hard, and... I really don't have like anything in general to say about the movie, but like just one scene that comes to mind, just like speaking of like just sad and like, like she works in like this uh, hospital of dying children. And there's just many sequences where you like, you're just watching the faces of these like uh, children as she sings them a song. And like everyone else in the hospital is just like, this is so sad. I can't even handle this. Like, why do you like the, the like the fact that you're doing this is kind of almost messed up. So yeah, I don't know. Good movie. That's the real twisted shit. Real, yeah, if yeah. you want some real twisted, uh, better children's hospital scenes than uh, Joker, too. Yeah. You know, Sam Fuller actually is kind of owning Joker's shit. Like, if you think about some of the political implications in, like, Pick Up on South Street, mm-hmm. and in terms of, like, an underground political, uh, <laughs> like, radical movement, and just, like, the general Red Scare vibes of Pick Up on South Street, and I'm not talking about the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> It reminded me one double feature we have to do is like White Dog and one of the Airbud oh. movies. I, oh yes, I, I love White Dog. I've I never need seen to see it. it. I, I see really it. want oh to see my it. God. It's about a racist we, dog, yes, right? Yes, yes. We need to wait. watch White Dog. There's no rules in the book that say your dog can't be racist. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was the previous owner. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happened to this dog. <laughs> I guess I just have to tell it. You know, like one of my best friends from like sixth to like ninth grade had like a totally racist dog. Yeah, it was fucked up. Yeah, and his dad uh, was a a big old Obama. Sent him to no jail. Oh god. Yeah. He called him Obama and he called him Obummer. <laughs> oh, I knew so. I knew some Obummer. Oh brother, I heard. <laughs> that one's like all double racist. Yeah, like, exactly. My dad actually like got a gift from one of his friends because like someone gave him this like sticker that he put up in the garage that said "I'm fro Obama" and it had oh. Obama with a fro. No. Oh. Yeah, and like my dad voted for Obama, but like he just He's like just did it racist. Pretty funny <laughs> image. Uh, my dad bought a MAGA hat. Uh, ironically, <laughs> oh I wanted to do that, but yeah. I couldn't That's commit to the poster. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Then he he burned it but uh, 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 damn. Uh, at the same time though i think a little bit of part of him does like trump but you know mm-hmm. i guess that hey i mean isn't that in all of us <laughs> <laughs> that's what the joker would suggest <laughs> it's the entrepreneurial spirit that's found in all male bodies yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys just need to unlock your entrepreneurial spirit <laughs> you have a mindset problem if you don't unlock it yeah. here let me give you a couple instagram pages to follow <laughs> get you on track you see anything else, JT? Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. Um, to follow up on kind of last week's episode, I've been like motoring through a bunch of uh, films with Matt Farley just because it was such yes. a fun find. And uh, I hit up Freaky Farley first and then more recently Slingshot Cops. And I wanted to talk on Slingshot Cops because I think like it was neat to see uh, Farley do like horror in like the river beast and uh freaky farley but it was neat to see him sort of take on like the buddy cop kind of movie and it was uh, a real fantastic turn on that the villain is uh sensefoot who uh 
robs people of their senses by like putting his foot on that part of the body that they have it and he like makes some people go tempor- temporarily blind for like 14 days an eastern european comes into town to help matt farley a down on his luck cop like beat sense foot it's a real good time funny as always and uh yeah it was a good one nice always support matt farley you know yeah and uh, I think we got some uh, some DVDs coming our way. I, I've been in a little uh, DM, not to oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> name dropping name, on the podcast. Name dropping, little business convo, no big deal. Yeah, you in, weren't there. Not to just like brag about having a DM correspondence with a filmmaker, like a certain uh, film personality did this week that I got mad at. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, that uh, did you see what I'm talking about? I didn't see it, but uh, well, we'll cut this out. But his diary f- entry for Ad Astra is just his emails with James uh, Gray. Uh, I, I don't. It's just really like bragging like about fucking yeah. having James Gray's email. Yeah. And he's like doing it like emotionally too. Like he was like, James, this really touched me about like my father. And I was like, oh dude, you're God. posting this on Maine though. <laughs> like, yeah. This is like <laughs> for everyone to see. If no. this was real, you wouldn't post it, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'll keep that in the podcast. No. Just, I, <laughs> I said no. I kill. I would kill Mark Maron, baby. <laughs> you have to make a move, dude. Make a move. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> Burning bridges, man. <laughs> Speaking of new voices in the cinema, uh, I've been watching some John Boyce lately, or maybe it's John Boyce, you know? I don't know. Uh, B-O-I-S. And he makes videos about sports data. And, uh, you know, a stat head like me, what, do you get off on this shit? Yes, I do. <laughs> they call Eddie Mr. Moneyball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm basically just reading Moneyball to sleep every night. I have the audio book. <laughs> <laughs> My grandpa gave me Moneyball, and I was just like 20 pages in, like, nah. And then the movie came out, and I was just like 20 minutes in, nah. Damn, and, dude. Yeah, I haven't finished either. Dude, that's fucked up. As an A's fan, I'm, I'm an extra in Moneyball, and I've, I read the book <laughs> dedicatedly. I remember I read the book like Are you two actually days. an extra in Moneyball? I, 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 um, no. But, <laughs> but I, but I did. Spirit. No, but I did go to be an extra in Moneyball, like when they were filming it. <laughs> um, yeah, thank uh, thanks to my mom for taking me, nice. uh, driving me to driving mm-hmm. me to Oakland. Shout out Malcolm's mom. <laughs> whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa! Wait a second here. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, he makes just like films that live in the world of infographics. You know, he's doing these like lo-fi uh, graphic animations and just like jacking off to stats and it's like the best thing i could ever ask for uh he did a feature length one earlier this year within his chart party series uh called the bob emergency when i watched that one a few months back and it's great and it's just like a study of like the name bob in uh major sports and i know like that's like a you know kind of epic bacon kind of thing like (laughs) yeah this guy's so random his name's bob uh But it is quite good, and uh, his dedication to research and like aesthetic presentation of research is just incredible, and I call it movies because he uses editing and camera movement, and uh, you know he knows what he's doing. <laughs> and you, I say camera movement in quotes, obviously, because this is all digital. I also watched Fighting in the Age of Loneliness, which is his feature documentary uh, collaboration with Felix Biederman of the Chapo Trap House podcast. Not to out ourselves as uh, unwoke brochalists, but it's a great uh, film about MMA and its history and its seedy underbellies. And the way that Biederman's kind of detached but still very emotional about the subject tone matches 
the really like opulence uh, stylistically that Boas is doing or Boyce, sorry, <laughs> in how he's presenting all of the information is just really a great match. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to more. I also watched the one about punting, uh, the sa- the search for the saddest punt in history. And that might be the most like just ridiculous collection of data and just like a stupid experiment uh and so good just so good just football heads go watch Mm -hmm. it even if you're not a football head if you just like numbers if you just like looking at you know train schedules making sure they're coming in on time and stuff you might like his work if you're one of those type of people (laughs) like myself I also like sports, though. So yeah. yeah, I like sports. This is a pro sports, pro athletics podcast. I just want to get that out there. Yeah, the nerds are, have taken over, and the jocks need to come back. So. <laughs> Jock uprising. Well, I guess that's it for this week. Yeah. Uh, we have another episode to record tonight, and it's already late. So, bye. Uh, I guess yeah. got to get back to work. Yeah. Oh, also, IndieWire, you're not allowed to sue us because you have indie in your name, so you're supposed to be chill. Yeah. And also, we work for Andy Warren. <laughs> yeah. I used to think that my life was a tragedy. Music